One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrooks. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Welcome to the Premier League preview show for game week 15 of the 18-19 season. I'm Tom Rennie. We're doing a shorter show this week, a preview show extra, if you like. Looking at the big games from Tuesday and Wednesday's action in the Premier League and reflecting on what has been a fantastic few days of top flight action. So much drama on Derby Sunday in the Premier League. I think... Neil Mellor, who's with me, will agree that Liverpool stole the Merseyside derby. Uh, we'll also be doing uh, the North London derby and everything else we saw uh, as well. It is the Premier League preview show extra for game week 15 of the season. Right, Tuesday night, Watford against Manchester City at 8 o'clock UK time. Also Bournemouth against Huddersfield, Brighton, Crystal Palace and West Ham against Cardiff City. Uh, on Wednesday, our feature game... What a game this is. Manchester United up against Arsenal. We'll start with that in a moment. Also Burnley, Liverpool, Everton, Newcastle, Fulham, Leicester, Wolves, Chelsea and Tottenham up against Southampton. We've already wound him up, so now we'll introduce him. With me today is the former Liverpool, West Ham and Preston striker Neil Mellor. We are recording this show just a few minutes after that Merseyside derby victory for Liverpool. I've never seen you so happy. It's weird. It's freaking me out. Well-deserved victory? Yep, it was well-deserved. <laughs> they, they, I mean, once again, now Liverpool coming up against Burnley uh, on Wednesday and what a huge flip this is going into that game and I just wonder whether now we might see good old Divock Origi. Many of us thought he wasn't even a Liverpool player anymore. Mm. Any chance he gets a start in this game? Well, I, I, I think one thing for, for certain is he was a forgotten man. You, you know, when you think of Liverpool, you think really strong going forward. They've got the front three. They've now got Shakiri in there. They've got Daniel Sturridge to come off the bench. No one even mentioned Divock Origi. Now, all of a sudden, Divock Origi was sort of the, the second option to come off the bench against Everton. He's missed a big, big opportunity before he scores the winning goal. He scores the winning goal in the Merseyside derby. All of a sudden, his confidence is going to be sky high. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more minutes against Burnley midweek. And so important in the context of the season and the title race. I'm sure neutrals around the world, I'd put myself in that group, were hoping Liverpool would win because it keeps that gap at two points with City at the top. Yeah, I think we all want to see that, that battle. Is it weird that neutrals want Liverpool to win? Are you freaked out <laughs> by that? Uh, well, I think we all want to see um, a competitive Premier League title race, don't we? And last season, City won it absolutely easily. And... and Liverpool are that side in the Premier League this season who offer a genuine contender uh, role to, to play against City. I mean, this City side are a very special side. They're outstanding. They've done all this without Kevin De Bruyne this season, who, who's probably their best player. Aguero didn't even play at the weekend. They score three goals. So they have so much talent within that squad. But certainly, it will be interesting to see, certainly come March, come April, if Liverpool are on the tails, two points, three points off, how will Man City deal with that sort of pressure? At the moment, you would say that they look absolutely superb, but 
Liverpool are keeping pace with them after uh, 14 games so far. Right, we'll get to Liverpool a little bit later in the programme against Burnley. We want to start there with Manchester United up against Arsenal. 8 o'clock UK time kickoff on Wednesday. Let's hear from both managers building up to this game. Jose Mourinho, still of Man U, I think. Yeah, still manager. Yes, yeah, still manager at the moment. Uh, he blames the lack of centre-backs uh, for their poor performance against Southampton on Saturday. A lot more wrong with the Red Devils than that. We'll also hear from Unai Emery, whose team would be 19th in the Premier League if only first halves counted. Uh, they came from behind to beat Spurs on Sunday. Let's hear from both bosses, starting with Mourinho. I have to be mourn that uh, we had one central defender available to play a Premier League game, which is always a difficult game away of home against a team that is dangerous in uh, in attack that has uh, difficult strikers to play. The, the thing that I have to be mourn is that I had to organize a team with only one central defender. That's what I have to be mourn. We didn't uh, position is bad in the in the in the first half, but the result is not good. And uh, we decided to change because I think we, we need something different. And also, especially because Aaron, for example, he has experience in, in this derby. He has experience when, when we are losing, uh, can, uh, can to come back uh, our, for the victory. And uh, uh, Lacazette, uh, he's a striker and, and, and he can score because he has also uh, this skill, very, very good skill for, for that. And this is the reason, but not because we, are, we were doing bad the, the things in the, in the first half or for, for Iwobi or for Miki. They, they were working very well, but it's only tactically one change. Yeah, made the changes again uh, during the match. He brought on Lacazette, brought on Ramsey, and they were both fantastic from the bench in that come-from-behind victory against Tottenham Hotspur. Let's start with Man United, though, Neil. Um, they were very poor, I thought, against Southampton. The whole performance was poor. And then we had those quotes that Duncan Castles uh, reported that he said that Paul Pogba was a virus. You don't respect players and supporters. You kill the mentality of the good, honest people around you. That's what Mourinho is alleged to have said mm. about Paul Pogba. If that's true, not only will we surely not see Pogba playing in this game against Arsenal, but also surely he's got every right now to hand his notice in constructive dismissal. I mean, how can they work together anymore? I think Pogba's been a big, big problem, hasn't he, for Jose Mourinho? The fact that when he has gone in there, he's cost United a lot of money. And and the problem for Manchester United and Jose is, is he's a completely different player when he plays for France. Mm. You know, we look at him playing for France and we think you can see the quality he has, but for whatever reason, Jose Mourinho and Pogba seem to have had this conflict throughout his time there. And the questions that keep getting asked of Jose Mourinho and Manchester United does he know his best team? Mm. Does he get the most out of the, the players there? Now, there's no doubt about it. The players within that squad are outstanding. Sanchez not even involved. Lukaku's getting stick. He's got one goal in, what, 13, 14 games. You know, you, young Rashford, you, you know, is his confidence there? Is he getting the most out of him? Is, what's his best position? Defenders and all this sort of thing. It's always negative stories at the moment for Manchester United. Now, they see themselves as one of the richest clubs, one of the biggest clubs in the Premier League. This is Jose Mourinho, Mourinho's third season at Manchester United and they fell way behind Liverpool Paul and Manchester City mm. and that's the big concern for Manchester United fans I think they've been patient under Jose and his approach and the way he's gone about things and all these negative stories Pogba, Rashford everything like that but now they're starting to look at that gap and saying we are way off our rivals at the moment and that's where United fans are going to find it unacceptable Yeah they find themselves 7th in the table 22 points uh, Tottenham uh, in 5th on 30 Arsenal just above them uh, on uh, 30 points as well but in the Champions League positions and I worry for Man U in this game if they play Scott McTominay and Nemanja Matic at the back along. Um, in, in that game in uh, on Saturday, 
Matic looked all over the place. I thought Scott McTominay at the back again looked very, very shaky. Phil Jones, I think it was his first, maybe second appearance in the mm, Premier League this mm. season. He's barely played. Um, the midfield, Fellaini kept getting in the way of Herrera, who getting in the way of Pogba. It was such a mess. And I think about the fluidity of Arsenal's performance mm. against Tottenham for so much of that game. Um, I think Arsenal go into this game as favourites and they'll get on the front foot and attack them from the outset. And Mourinho needs to be able to respond to that. I think there'll be changes in that Manchester United lineup. There's no way I think he'll, he'll line up with that back three of Matic, Jones and McTominay come, mm. come that Arsenal test. I think we will see a different United setup. I wouldn't be surprised if we see one or two of those injured players come back into that uh, defensive setup for Manchester United. Because if they do set up the way they did and they do perform the way they did at Southampton, they will be beaten at home mm. to Arsenal. And that's the big concern. I, I mean, at home, United. Um, they've only been beaten by Spurs, you, you know, so far. So it's not been a case of th they've been really, really poor at home. Um, the problem for United, and it's a big problem, defensively, they're too easy to get at and they concede far too many goals so far this season. In the top half on a negative goal difference. Incredible uh, for Manchester United. Uh, briefly, a bit more on Arsenal. Um, the way they came back against Spurs, you know, they were so good for 20 minutes. Then all that drama of the way Spurs got back into it. You know, they look very, very strong, especially going, uh, going forward. Some of the football was incredible. Uh, and Unai Emery, you know, I mentioned it earlier on, the first halves, they seem to get everything wrong. The second half, they get everything right. Can you explain that? Well, I think there's a resilience about this group at Arsenal. It's not been said for many years at Arsenal. They've changed the manager. Emery's come in. He's brought a couple of new players, not too many. Um, but what he has given is a completely new mentality within the football club. What happened at Wenger was, has happened. Now there's a new era, new uh, regime in charge. And... That sort of result against Spurs will give them huge confidence. They've been on a good run of, of form, but they haven't really beaten a, a big side, have they? That is a massive win for them at home against the rivals. But what makes it bigger and better? 2-1 down at half-time. How are they going to respond? He makes a couple of changes, and the, the lads have, have responded absolutely superbly well for them second half and you could see the reaction of the home fans there's a real connection now between this this new manager the players and mm -hmm. the supporters and I felt as though that's been lacking for far too long at Arsenal but it does feel as though it's back Gunners just six points behind Liverpool eight off the top that's not bad going for a side supposedly in transition let's go back to Liverpool up against Burnley 7.45 on Wednesday Burnley uh, the second bottom right now just one point in five games they were dreadful against Crystal Palace a couple of days ago they weren't too clever against Newcastle mm -hmm. At home in their previous match at Turf Moor, the last thing you want is Liverpool coming to town. Why isn't the effort seemingly there from Burnley? Is uh, that wrong to say? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think Sean Dyche, what he's performed at Burnley is absolutely incredible. Mm. I watched Burnley win in the Championship. He's got them promoted. I've been to the new training facility. He's transformed a Championship club to now with all the money that they've had in, in the last two seasons in the Premier League, that they're an established Premier League club. But Burnley will always be a side that you look at the Premier League and say, you expect to see them struggle. Look, look at the yeah. budgets they have. Look at the facilities they have in comparison to the rest of the Premier League. It's very, very difficult for Burnley to compete. So I thought last season was, was outstanding by them, but it's very difficult to re replicate that. And there's no surprise that they are in the struggling positions mm. at the moment. I, I expect them to stay up, but I still see them as the, one of those bottom eight, nine sides in the Premier League. One of those things where if they just manage to get an unexpected win, unexpected draw, which is what it would be against Liverpool uh, on Wednesday, it could change their season around. It just feels like a negative air around the club at the moment. Uh, and maybe that's affecting performances. For Liverpool, of course, you were doing the game uh, against Everton. 
Uh, we know they got that late winner, mm-hmm. the freaky goal yeah. that was scored by Divock Origi. We mentioned earlier on we didn't know he was still there. He's actually grown a new hairstyle since I last <laughs> saw him. I couldn't recognise him with the first few seconds when I saw him coming off the bench. Uh, but what about the game itself, the way they played? Salah coming off and Firmino mm-hmm. coming off, mm-hmm. the, the big names not quite delivering. Well, Liverpool were wasteful in that game against Everton, had good opportunities, really good opportunities, but didn't test Pickford enough. Um, and when they did, Pickford made a couple of good saves. As you say, it was a freakish goal, but nevertheless, it was an important three points. It would have mm. been two points dropped for Liverpool, who have been absolutely superb, certainly at Anfield so far this season. And you th- you would think there would be a number of changes. We're talking five, maybe six changes in that game against Burnley, because Liverpool have been playing a number of games recently in the Champions League, as well as uh, obviously the Premier League. So I think we will see changes. Origi comes into the reckoning in, in midfield. I think Henderson could be back. Milner, all of a sudden, he- he'll be fresh and ready to play. Um, so I think we will see a number of changes. But that is a fixture Liverpool will be looking at saying we need to pick up all three points I think it was two seasons ago Liverpool went there and were turned over 2-0 mm. I think lessons will have been learnt from that so when Liverpool do go there despite the poor form poor confidence maybe Burnley are having at the moment Liverpool will know this can be a very difficult fixture if we're not at it I wonder if Jurgen Klopp will run all the way there he looked like he was still running at the full time <laughs> whistle having come on the pitch when Origi scored there's got to be some sort of ban isn't it yeah. that was incredible yeah. he was like a fan well, he was like a pitch invader I think we've all seen managers celebrate but with the goal scorer, <laughs> he went to Allison. <laughs> to the keeper. Who, uh, to be fair to Allison, he's been a great addition to that Liverpool squad yeah. and made some very important saves against Everton. Um, but you've got to go to the goal scorer, haven't you? Strange. <laughs> uh, what about Everton? Uh, they take on Newcastle on Wednesday. Newcastle's run of wins came to an abrupt end. They were thrashed by West Ham uh, on Saturday. But, but Everton, uh, they played well, competed well, exactly as you said before the game that they would do. Good shape, good organisation. Mm. They had chances. going to be tough to pick themselves up from that. I th- I, well, I think they'll be deflated. I think they'll be really disappointed with the, the, the outcome of the result. But th- this is a different... Everton under uh, Marco Silva, you know, um, they certainly create a lot more. They have Gomez in midfield, who's an outstanding talent, who they've managed to sign on loan from uh, from Barcelona. They have Bernard out wide, and they have a man in Richarlison who is a real threat. He's unpredictable at times, but he can make things happen. And uh, I'm looking at Everton with the home form currently this season. I think they'll be looking to respond as quickly as possible, and and Newcastle will uh, will not be looking forward to going to Goodison because Goodison is a tougher place to go to this season. Yeah, Newcastle's performance against West Ham it was a very end to end sort of game of course West Ham on your former teams but West Ham had the quality and it always it always hits my ear strange when Rafa Benitez comes out after the game and they said why did you lose it and he said well we lost it because they spent money on strikers <laughs> I mean if you're Solomon Rondon or Ayose Perez who commentators annoyingly call Ayose Perez it annoys me it sounds like you've got a speech impediment stop doing it um, but it, it, if, I'm, if, you're, if you're a striker if you're Solomon Rondon you keep hearing the manager saying yeah he's not good enough well, well basically he's saying weird. I've had to downgrade and this is, what, this is all I could afford but, but, but if we're being honest Newcastle haven't been able to really spend the money which a lot of teams in the Premier League have done now, when West Ham spend that money in the summer, you're saying they, they need to kick on. And, and they're the sort of games, performances, when they went to, to Newcastle at the weekend and you're expecting a performance from the attacking players and delivered. Mm. Now, now, Arnautovic didn't score, but with the attacking talent of Arnautovic out there and, and Anderson, you always feel as though if them two players are on it, they're going to create opportunities. And I could understand Rafa's point in that sense because Newcastle had chances but you never really fancied them to be yeah. ruthless or clinical enough to, to, to score the goals. If they want to get something from Goodison, they've got to go back to the three at the back that worked well-ish at Turf Moor a few days before. Uh, when we come back in a few moments' time, we'll talk about Watford against Manchester City. You're listening to the Premier League Preview Show Extra. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. It is the Premier League preview show extra. Looking ahead to Tuesday and Wednesday in the Premier League. Game week 15 of the 18-19 season. Neil Mellor is with me. Tom Rennie as we look ahead briefly to as many games as we can. Let's look at our feature game on Tuesday. It's Watford up against Manchester City. An 8 o'clock UK time kickoff. Let's hear from both managers. Javi Grazia of Watford who's confident the team can get back to winning ways. They've slipped down to 10th in the table after two straight defeats. A draw before that. And we'll also hear from Pep Guardiola who says December is a tough month for everyone after a tough match against Bournemouth a couple of days ago. We had good performances in the last games but uh, I prefer uh, to be demanding with ourselves. I prefer to to try to improve the things we can do and uh, I think in the next games we did it in the, in the beginning of the season uh, many things well and I'm sure in the next game in the next games uh, we'll do it again. Every three days everybody has to be ready, prepared because we have to play so everybody has to be ready to you know to, to, to play the game and and and, uh, and do it. So it's our profession. I know it's not easy. If you have one week off, like Bournemouth had, to prepare the game. You are fresh mentally. You have an incredible tough game in Lyon, in France, and after come back and and play again. Always is difficult, but it's our profession, and you have to to adapt. We did it last season, and so far we we continue doing. Thoughts of Pep Guardiola and Javi Grazia. Uh, Neil Mello alongside me. Watford, what a great start to the season they had under Javi Grazia. They look fit, they look sharp. It was all going their way. Form has tailed off a little bit mm. in recent times for them. Uh, lost against Leicester a couple of days ago. They seem like they're, they're changing formations a lot. They're changing players a lot. One week, Dini's playing up front. The next week, Gray's playing. Then Success is playing. Um, is Javi Grazia panicking a little bit? Because normally when you lose a couple of games at Watford, you get the sack as the manager, don't you? <laughs> has, has been the case 
place. A uh, little bit of a concern that the, the current form Watford. You know, I, I enjoyed watching them at the start of the season. I felt as though they were a real attacking force, and that's where I think they're struggling at the moment. I think it's one goal scored in the last four four games, and that is a concern. You know, he's changing things up. Dini on the bench at the weekend. Isaac's success started that one. When I watched Dini and and Gray, they looked a real threat uh, as a pair, and we don't often talk about an attacking pair do it seems like one up front and we'll get the wide players in whereas Watford went with two up front at the start of the season and they were getting a lot of joy from that now for whatever reason things aren't really going for them at the moment and I just wonder maybe may tempted to go back to that now they're playing Man City at home no one expects them to get anything from the game mm. but then you start looking at the next games Everton, Cardiff, West Ham now, th now there's points to be had there if they are to continue this poor run of form and don't get anything from those games, that becomes a huge concern for them. Uh, Man City, close game against Bournemouth a couple of uh, days ago. They got the job done. A couple of players really outstanding. Uh, Leroy Zane, mm. uh, more assists in the Premier League than any other player since the start of last season. And Raheem Sterling as well. There was a, a moment in that second half where he was phenomenal the second half of that game. And he did a run. It was almost like John Barnes against Brazil where he was coming in from one side and he beat like six people. The shot uh, deflected and hit the post. But the two of those guys I mean you think about De Bruyne is out David mm. Silva didn't start and there's so many players not playing and they're still able to win and win in style mm. yeah uh, and those two players who you mentioned there Raheem Sterling and, and Sane they have so much pace don't they and that's what defenders absolutely hate but what Pep seems to be getting out of these two players is they're able to use the, pe the pace effectively and really cause uh, defences all kinds of problems which is benefiting City because of the chances that they're able to create I mean Sane didn't even start the, the season in the team you're thinking has he fallen out with Pep now all of a sudden he's standing out there's no Aguero there's no De Bruyne there's no uh, David Silva but they still managed to comfortably win a game after a Champions League game yeah. uh, and, and you have to bear that in mind they put a lot of efforts in against Leon midweek didn't get the result they wanted in terms of the victory but they've done enough to, to qualify from that group but still had to respond and get the win against a dangerous Bournemouth side you know I, th I think on the day they are, they are a very good side um, but again they're having a bit of a dip in form at the mm. moment yeah, a tough loss for Bournemouth uh, four straight defeats uh, Man U Newcastle Arsenal and Man City you know, three of those four you'd probably expect mm. them to lose uh, with the budgets of those respective clubs but they attack every game don't they and I think that uh, they will finish high in the table this season I love the way that in every game and against Man City specifically they didn't go out there you know five at the back and just try and eke out a nil-nil draw and lose anyway they had their chances had their moments Callum Wilson in fabulous form mm. as well I think Huddersfield who they face on Tuesday 7.45 kickoff could be in a bit of trouble here backlash are coming yeah, I think so. Uh, I fancy Bournemouth at home. And, and and you have to give Eddie Howe credit because Bournemouth are now an established Premier League side and we're saying, fancy Bournemouth at home. You know, it's gone on the days where you're saying, Bournemouth are really going to be fighting, scrapping at the bottom end, bottom three uh, places in the division. Bournemouth at home to Huddersfield. I think we can all say, yes, they've lost four games in a row against some tough opposition. Fancy Bournemouth to respond with a victory there. Yeah, Huddersfield beaten by Brighton by two goals to one at the weekend. They were down to 10 men for so much of that game. Steve Mounier sent off, but they are getting forward in game now, which will bode well moving forward. What about Brighton up against Crystal Palace? 7.45 kickoff, that weird derby, the Mullery yeah. Venables thing from the 70s. My, my dad played in that game. Did he really? Yes, he did. I didn't know that. Under, Alan, under Mullery, yeah. Oh, I wish I'd have known that. I wish we had more time. There's not enough time <laughs> to talk about it. Uh, but they are weird rivals. For those that don't know the story, do look it up. It is uh, a good uh, story as to why they are such rivals. Uh, Crystal Palace, I thought they were phenomenal mm. uh, the other day. And Wilfred Zahar, he doesn't score, but if he does everything else but does he need to score 20 goals to, to be considered a top player, do you oh, think? Oh, maybe. But, but, I mean, the influence he has out there is that match winner. And again, we talk about connection with supporters and a football club. 
players. I mean, Zaha has that connection, and Selhurst Park is absolutely rocking when mm. Zaha's running at defenders. I mean, how he's not scored it, I just do, do not know how he did not get on the score sheet. But one thing you would say, he was so influential in tearing apart that Burnley defence, and he's a very important player for Crystal Palace. You know, the, the Stone not going to be safe. Uh, I, th I think they'll be in a battle to stay in the league, um, but the, he is such an important player for them. Uh, Brighton got to find a way to score, which isn't a corner. Uh, West Ham against Cardiff. We mentioned West Ham earlier on. I think they've got some favourable fixtures coming up and will win uh, some games. Cardiff City they face on Tuesday. Cardiff, they're scrappers. Great win on mm. Friday night against Wolves. Come from behind victory, but I'd fancy West Ham in this one. Away form is going to be a big concern for Cardiff this season, isn't it? You know, they've only uh, picked up one point on the road so far. And at home, which is important that they pick up victories, they've won the last two games at home against uh, Brighton and Wolves, which were big victories for them. And, and they'll take confidence from that um, but they have to improve their away form and, and West Ham have to improve the, the, the home form for me it was a great result for them now they have to back that up they've gone to Newcastle got the three points everyone's expecting them to beat Cardiff they have to back that performance up at the weekend with another victory midweek against Cardiff not one consecutive games West Ham for 22 months uh, Fulham against Leicester City Fulham uh, they, were, they were in the game against Chelsea for so much of it on Sunday I was doing the game but just lacking a little bit of cohesion in the way they play uh, so many changes in formation mm. and personnel and now the manager uh, but they, they showed against Southampton they can get forward they can win games. It's all about shoring up at the back. Worst defence in the league. Yeah, that's what they need to sort out. And they've brought a man in Ranieri to, to, to sort that out. They have that those players going forward. I mean, Mitrovic is an absolute handful, isn't he? And they have players to be able to score goals. If they can sort that out at the back, then they can they, they can certainly improve the form. Because at the moment, they are looking worryingly a relegation side at yeah. the moment. Sort themselves out at the back. Uh, elsewhere this weekend, Wolves against Chelsea. Big test for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Of course, already got a draw uh, against Man City at home this season. The final game we not mentioned Tottenham against Southampton. Spurs got to bounce back from their North London derby. Defeat my questions about Mark Hughes. Mm. Uh, just three wins during his time there. Another game where they were 2-0 up at home and, and failed to get something from it. Um, does he attack Spurs? Does he go all out defence? What's the approach here for Mark Hughes? Well, I, I didn't realise I've, I've written down no winning 10 games in the Premier League. I mean, that, yep. that is that is really uh, a big concern. I mean, Southampton, they only just survived. He's gone in there. He's kept them up just. Now, have they really improved this season? Because you look at them and say, they're still struggling. They're struggling to score goals. They've got a 2-0 lead against Manchester United. And th there's a little bit of weakness there because they've conceded two goals, thrown away a lead in a very promising position. It's not an easy place to go to, yeah. Wembley. The last thing they need to be going to is, is Wembley when they're when on this sort of uh, a run. I can see that run extending, unfortunately. Neil Meller, thank you very much indeed. That the end of Preview Show Extra. A quick swipe at all the games coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday. A full preview show coming up for you on Thursday morning. For now, enjoy the football. We'll see you in a couple of days. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com. 18 plus. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.